This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Uh, first of all, I'd like to I wish everybody a Piskatava. By us, right now, it's Matzi day after Yom Kippur. I don't know when people listen to it, but Akapadim, a Piskatava is good all the time. Um, we can do Pasha's Bracious. Uh, Pasha's Bracious obviously includes many, many important things. Um, it actually has 65 pages worth of Vishayim on the, on the uh, an hour Vishayim. Okay, the first one's an Akeda. Ha'omnam, he says, Ki mevua me'atzmoi sha'atoyra loikis yesha shneimin emetzias. Toyra has two sets of metzias. Two strata of metzias. Ha'echot, ha'muskal ha'ruchni, ashebeiksuva lefana be'eishchei agabeish lefana. There is the ruchniistic abstract format, which Chazal say was written in black fire and white fire. K'moyesha ma'ano. V'hinei hu ikom metziusa v'atzmusa. That is the ikr of Torah. Ashebei vaday in that sense, it is beyond and above all the Nimtzayim. made me the first point in his role. The second Metzius of Torah is Metzius Muchashu Murgash a physical and palpable metzias, mitzad mashi iksuva b'seif abdiyoy, written on parchment and ink. V'nitna l'fanenu l'lamed etonu l'hayshes ma'isei adenu. It's there to teach us and to, um, and to direct us to do right. Ki metzias enyanam ha'edu lo'yichoye kim b'avurenu. The metzias of a physical Torah is for us. And we are the Siba for it. Um, Despite the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Shoresh of everything, and everything was created in His reason for choosing Kalal Yisrael, or the Golos Al Harsinai, Lashmir Torah Mitzvah and, and, and everything that happened at Sinai, it was for Klal Yisrael. Um, let's talk and explain this, because this is one of the most fundamental um, points of what Torah is and how to understand the du- duality of Torah. Um, let's give a marshal once again. We'll take two. We'll take two or three disciplines and see how they form strata one on top of another. You have mathematics. You have physics. You have engineering. And f- for it, it, it you, and and one traces it as going from the abstract to the concrete. The sense is 
that the greatest emiss lies in the math, because the math is really independent of whether it's laws of physics, whether it's economics, whether it's finances, or whether it's, it's statistics about psychology. The math remains the same, and that sort of covers everything. Physics is one example of a series of, of mathematical relationships, or relationships that are expressed mathematically, but that way, and they apply to things in our world. The, um, this is the rate at which things it, it, it attract each other. This is the rate at which things hold on to each other. This is the rate at which things move under these circumstances, and so on. And engineering is sort of the most physical of it in the sense that it's specifically how one builds buildings or whatever it is, bridges or anything like that, using the principle of physics, implementing it in the practical um, Lemaistic solution. They, if we ask ourselves which is the most true, in, that, in the sense that it is completely independent of any other factors, math would be the one. If we ask ourselves what engineering is there for, the answer would be for us. Engineering is tailor-made for people who need bridges and buildings and whatever else. Now, Torah itself contains an element of truth that is beyond the specific mitzvahs, the specific events, and so on. And that's the Pshat Hashem Kanani Reish Starkoi. Akash Baruch Hu has placed me, has made me the beginning of the road. Because once Akarish Baruch Hu decided on a Metzias, once at the point from where there's a decision for Metzias, for Gilui, Akarish Baruch Hu um, needed a starting point, and the most beginning of some sort of structure of Ruchnius is Torah at its most abstract level. And that's what Chazal say, it was fire, black, it was black fire on, on white background, on white fire, meaning it was it, it was something not physical in the sense not only wasn't it physical but it didn't relate to the physical it related to something abstract it, it abstract truths that Kaddish Baruch Hu wants any the chilek of Torah that is the fully fully physical chilek which means Yes, it's the parchment, it's the words, but it's, it's, it's not just because parchment is physical and words are physical, and, and you know, ink is physical. What, what I think what Akedah means is words by nature are more physical. It's just like a person has feelings and he expresses them in words. The words, it, it, before the words, there was much more abstract sense of things, and the words sort of give it a certain concreteness that, that you don't have in an earlier stage. So, if we ask ourselves, what is the Torah that is most shaykh to us, the end, and what was the reason for Torah to be given in a form that is physical and concrete, and the answer is, for us. Because for us, the Torah that's beyond that doesn't mean anything. Um, so, th those are the two, yes? What, what, why are Chazal using the muscle of fire? What is the black fire on, written onto the white okay. fire? Um, if, let's um, 
I think her opinion is very right in, in the terms of let's zero in on the muscle itself. Light is considered to be the most um, Ruchni-like element in our world. If we want something that's not physically tangible, then the word we use is light. Or was the first Bria. Um, even in physics, uh, if, sort of the photons are the least, are the, are the, are the least easy. Th th their properties are the most, uh, what would be the right word to use? Ethereal, maybe? I'm not, I'm not sure how to describe it. But it's something that is at least physical in the sense of palpability and so on. Now, pure light itself contains no information. At best, it's a medium, but it, can, it doesn't have information unless you have a contrast. The first, the first step of information is something against something else, against meaning in the background something else. Just like computers uh, need, there's a binary system that gives you the information, yes and no, zero, one. That's, that's, the, that's the minimum. A system that doesn't have two, there's also thing as a unitary system, because that gives no information. A binary system gives information, S and it can give a binary system can give you all the information in the world. You know, it's black light against white light is is already there. That's the first instance of some sort of gili of a mahalach b'chachma, tov and ra, or and choishech. Some are against some choishech. Some chayshach against somewhere. So if we want to speak about Reish's Darko, it's the it's the thing that is divorced almost totally from physicality. It has no it's it's a it's a very very um, abstract refined uh, primal state of chachmasisvarach, and then it comes down to us. Uh, in a certain sense, the um, Kabbalah deals with trying to understand it in more shorishtika chachma. Like, let's, uh, Lulav and Esra can be understood in terms of this meter and that meter and other meter. Everything can be boiled down to certain meters, and the meters themselves can be further compressed. S so, it's sort of an attempt to go there. But, it, it, it's important to understand that Torah has in itself a chalik. For instance, uh, um, uh, a um, a tour guide contains only the information that's there. So go to London. In this street you have this. In this street you have this. This subway goes there. This this underground goes here. This this cab goes here, and so on and so forth. The words are what you are. And that's it. When somebody writes a novel, a good novel, then the the word and the story means a lot more than it says. It's just a way of painting a certain picture that you're trying to convey a certain sense of something. Um, and that's really sort of Lahavlov of Dolas. Torah spans that. And so when we speak of Seydas HaTorah, we speak about the Pnim, and we speak about the Giluyah. I want to add one more point. And we've probably mentioned it over the times, but it's, it's just, it just means very significant. Um, th there are two there are two extremes that both of them are 
bad, wrong. Um, one is that Torah is just the things that it says there. Avram Avinu was a kind, elderly gentleman who lived a life like ours. He was Avram, he had a white beard, um, that was no razors yet, no shavers, no razors, and he had a son, he had some problems with his wife, and da 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 and, and even if you, you accept it as it is, and so on and so forth, but you see all of Torah and the reason for Hosnida is to have a much better life with your wife, and, you know, and uh, uh, kosher somehow is good for us, and this and that, and the other thing. That cuts Torah to its outermost layer, and I quote the Zohar on it. The Zohar says, if Torah is just a novel, there are a lot better novels written. That's what the Zohar says. Um, so if, if, if Torah, if, if you will, if, if anybody's had the fortune or misfortune of, of hearing um, a secular approach to the Bible, um, uh, 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 you know, the typical secular academic approach to the Bible, it will go along the following lines. Um, well, certainly, certainly, I mean, we're not talking about history here, and we're not talking about things that are what they are and they mean what they mean, but they are beautiful stories. And please, stories are very important. And, and don't make light of stories because stories give us some of our key values and so on and so forth. Forget about the fear part of it, but just bringing it all down to me, you, and the other person. Uh, there's an expression of to teach Tanakh that it's, it's about me, you, and him. You know, the, the stories are stories that are me, you, and him, and that's that. So that is wrong. That, that basically takes Torah and slices it to its lowest common denominator. And it's just like saying engineering starts at engineering, ends at engineering. It's not built on physics, not built on math. Um, then just kind of nice ways how to build bridges. Not, not very, very uh, enlightening. The other extreme is also bad. People, because today Kabbalah is so popular, so instead of Lulav and Esrik being, taking the blossoms of Eretz Yisrael and the simcha that a person has when things grow and he stands in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and so on, it's all about this sphere and that sphere and the other sphere and combining the spheres versus this, combining spheres versus that. It, it, it's, it's almost as Torah stops at a certain point and doesn't come into Matthias either. The, 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 the fact that a person needs to eat and he works in a field and when there is bounty and beauty, um, Reb used to say, he said, we understand. But what's chen? So Chatzasana was extremely picturesque, and he did have a, he was almost had a tremendous sense of the world, said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have given us food and sustenance. And an apple could have been a gray piece of styrofoam that we need for our bodies. Instead, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it color and life and taste and, 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 and texture and every other part of it we, that, that makes an apple so enjoyable, so beautiful. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the world chen also. 
Um, if is probably the best to bring out these things, it, to understand how all of these abstract midas and spheres and who knows what come into the world and there's blossoming and there's beauty and there's life and there's happiness and so on and so forth is a very, very important chalik of it. And you don't see the whole picture unless you see it that way. And uh, it, it, takes a, it takes a very, very broad vision to see it. And, and different people relate to different parts of it. Some people are engineers, some people are physicists, some people are mathematicians, and some people provide the financing and the mortgages. But, the, but at the end of the day, at least sensing that Torah is meant to be Torah's Chaim on the one hand, it's meant to blossom into life on the most physical level and become titsis and tefillin and, and, and Torah. And it's important. Uh, one, uh, I think the right way of doing it, uh, which I think is the way it should have been done, is to teach a person at different kufas in his life different habanis. A child needs to be sensitive to a blossoming field, to a sunrise, to a sunset, to, to, to all of to, to people's anxiously looking out for rain and the feeling of relief when rain comes, when things begin to grow, when people are well, relationships, the whole gamut of human life. Avodah needs to start with that, with being sensitive to it and understanding it. And then a person needs to understand that the corn and the bread and the coffee is the tip of it. And there's more behind it. And still more behind that. And still more behind that. The, the, the Shalak Kaddish says, the people ask if they can be a steerer between Nigla and Nista. He says they don't understand the definition of Nigla and Nista. Nista is that which is hidden in the Nigla. It's like asking, could, could, could there be a steerer between, the rea- between reality and physics? and the laws of physics. The laws of physics are the reality within reality. It's not as if some professor created a book of physics and then somebody walks out and outside and says it doesn't stim with everything. You're talking, about, you're talking about the laws, it's the pnim of something else. So Mela, these are two stratas in, in, in Torah that Kedah says, and it's important for the Shlemus to understand it as such. Um, one of the sperm that I think should, is actually a very good safer, I think, one of the sperm that has it is the Akeda. The Akeda speaks, he, 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 had, he was in touch with Kabbalah and understood the Torah as containing a lacus and stretching all the way there, but he speaks the language of this world. And many ideas are expressed in ideas of this world, and, and, and it's extraordinary. Um, maybe it's why that's why it's so popular today. Um, but but it's an important it's an important perspective on the world. Okay, the next one is a very famous Ramban. Um, in the, on a very famous Rashi. Gracious Baralakim. Very famous Rashi, first Rashi, that the Torah shouldn't have started with Breshis, but rather with Akhaydish Azeh. And it started Breshis to justify the conquest of Antisol. This is a Medrash that Rashi wrote up. So I'm not asking it. I don't understand, he says. 
There's a tremendous need to start with Beishis. I mean, Emunah is a very important part of Torah, and Beishis describes the Emunah as we have it. Someone doesn't believe in Beishis. If he thinks that the world is eternal, it predates, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's a kofer. Um, the, you know, if a person thinks mitzvahs are great and wonderful, but there's a reality that predates HaKadosh Baruch HaShashon, he has no Torah. Vatshuva. So he answers why it is that, um, that uh, what the Pshat Nekash is. Vatshuva. Mipnei Shemai Sebrei Soid Omok in a movement when I cross. Bracious is a, a very big sword that is not understood from the Psukim. It can only really be understood from the Mesorahs from Moshe. And those who know it are to hide it. Lekach Oma Rabbi Yitzchak that's what Yitzhak said the Torah should not have started with Beishis and, and what happened the first and second because these are things that we can't understand from the Pesukim and certainly there are marble there are flogger um, there's no real Tzorech. We could do without these Psukim. They could have started with and in Asasidibus there's a So, and leave the rest of it at Tzorech. So Ramban explains the Psukim are Psukim that don't really tell us um, what happened at all levels. The side of how the world came from nothingness to somethingness is something that is not, um, it's something that's not understood in the Psukim at any level. Not in Tzadokimis, not in The Gemara says, Ain't Dorsh Maitabracious, Bishnaim. You can't teach my sabrashis to more than one person. Um, there's a medrash here that says by Bayechulu, Ad kan kvoid elikim hasta dava. Until, until the end of the first passion of Torah, it's, it falls under the category of kvoid elikim hasta dava. It is the covet of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to hide things. Mi kan ve'elech, it's kvoid melochim chakor dava. It's the covet of a melech to publicize, to look into it, to, to, to analyze it, and this is its Pasha. No, it's Pasha's gracious is a chido stuma va'aluma. And it's one of the things that I just want to point out something. You know, politics makes strange bedfellows. And you don't want to be in the same bed with somebody that you really don't want to be. And one of the issues that has put us with some very strange bedfellows are is this passion of creationism versus evolutionism. Um, so the evolution c- c- community is 
you know, it, it sort of ranges different levels of, of fear and so on, whatever it is. That's that we understand. But the fact that Bible thumping creationists are our quote-unquote bedmates it is, 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 is disturbing. It's disturbing because anyone, it, to take Bracious and to learn it like you'd be learning a third grade primer is a tremendous distortion of their Torah. A yid finishes Bracious and in line with the Chazal's injunction that Kvaito Kimastava says, all I know is there was a Bria, Akash Baruch was the Bore, and Baruch was Mechalik the Bria into six, seven different Dargis. The main element of the Bria, Mitzah the Ratzna Bore, is Oyer, Rakia, uh, and so on and so forth. And that's all I know. And I really don't know anything else. Not the science of cosmology, how exactly it happened. To, to, to use the psukim to build a science, it, 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 it's, it's a horrendous travesty. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really a travesty. And even to understand it, uh, you're talking about Maisbracious, which, which is what, what the Mishnah calls Sisra Torah. Maisbracious. Um, so so the, 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 the need, the Rabban says, these psukim don't have a mokom. Because all of Torah Shabbik Sav, from Akhodes Zelachem onwards, and I, I think in line with Chazal from, let's say, Vechulo uh, onwards, to some degree, have a meaning that you can discern from the Psukim. You can take the basic meaning from the Psukim. The Teichen Shabbat and Teichen Shabbat is understood by everybody, to mitzvah to learn about it, and so on. There was an Avram, and there was a Sarah, there was this. Vaitsa Bracious is a, a, a world that's sussum. And therefore, in, in Torah, we don't have things that Ben Chomish Lamikra shouldn't be able to cope with. And that's the Kasha. So why are we starting with something which is not Ben Chomish Lamikra? And he answers, and this is the way Ramban understands it. So that's how I'm answering the Kasha. We're not saying it's like Tamruze. Kishila Torah Bebesh Baralakim. Vesipoka Yatsirat Brias Adam. And the chet, the gerish on that, there are marble on the chet, and so on and so forth. Um, so the story of Bracious is the story of chet and onish. In other words, the setting of Bracious is for the maisa of Adam and Eitzadas, Noah, there are marble, there are flogger, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not relinquish control over the Bria with the end of Bria's Olam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mashkiach in the Bria and pushes aside the sinner and draws to him the tzaddik. Im Kain, the next paragraph. So it's appropriate that when a nation sins, they lose their place. And another nation comes and inherits the land. That's the Hanhaga and Ashkafa Kachbahu. They cause him a super because of Kiknan Mikul and Mikalavel Oilam. And certainly the fact that Knan is the least of all and certainly shouldn't get out of his soul. Avdi Yeshua, Avdi Hashem Zar Oavo, Kinin Vayitlam, Arthur Skarim, and so on and so forth. In other words, 
Akarish Baruch Hu is running the world. Eretz Yisrael is the place that's closest to Akarish Baruch Hu, and in line with Ashkocha, Akarish Baruch Hu takes things, moves them closer to him when he, when 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 they are good, and pushes them aside when they are not good, and that's what Eretz Yisrael is. Akarish Baruch Hu chose Bnei Yaakov. Avram, Yitzhak Yaakov, because of the Bechira of the Ovis and so on and so forth. Because, the next paragraph, so He says there's another in Bezhus Rabbah, the same thing is mentioned in a little bit of a different way. Um, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu tell us what he created the first day and the second day? So that the Umas should not tell Kali Yisrael you are um, robbers. And so on. And he brings the Chazal over here where we answer them back and so on. The the just want to explain just another nature that he's not pointing out. The the uh, need to answer umas ha'olam is, uh, I mean, lechur it's a kasha both on what he says and what Rashi says. Yes, it's lovely that we have an answer for umas ha'olam, but I I I don't I don't think if they would take the Palestinians and open up the Rashi and Chumash say, ah, it's a Purish Rashi. What are you talking about? Abbas, what's it's a Rashi. How could you claim it's yours? I don't, I don't think that's going to be a powerfully persuasive argument. So, so what's, the, what's the point in, in, in the Chazal and the Rashi and so on? I, I think it, the point is, it's in line with what, what they're saying. Akash Baruch created the world with Mishpat. And Mishpat means that there's a discernible pattern of consistency, and that's what we call justice. That Akadosh Baruch created the world with moral rules. He expects us to play with those rules. He plays by those rules, and those rules, because they're they're a mitzias, they're there forever. Gzelas aser always, and ritzichas aser, and it's muta, you know, to to lahatzos and 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 so on. The, it, it, oh, those rules are there and they're always there. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's great Hashkoch and Anhaga needs to be understood in that same framework that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Toiv and Yasher. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't deal with favorites unless the favorites deserve to be dealt as favorites, like Lisa Panim, Master Yisrael, the Deidol of Yisrael, the Deidol There are always things that are... Um, HaKadosh Baruch fit a pattern of, 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 of MS and justice. So if HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us Eretz Yisrael, which is a very central part of our Metzius, and if HaKadosh Baruch Hu stole it, quote-unquote, for us, there would be something very, very... Uh, there can't be such... There cannot be such a Hashkacha, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the world dealt with Mishpat. And that's why... We start off, since Kal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael can be very central Nakuda. we start off in saying the ground rule of all rules is 
Kashbrok created a world for Mishpat, for Tov, and so on. And you see that every time someone stepped out of line, they got pushed aside. Etisrol was a place that's the most central point of Tov, and the Umos that were Chote um, were pushed out by Kali Yisrael, Makashbrok chose for whatever good they were doing, so on and so forth. Okay, Piskatava.